Welcome to Hot Chocolate Convos, where societal woes are tackled through the sip. We're raw, unfiltered, and totally candid. Now here are your hosts, Kimberly, Shalisa, and Yannick. Welcome back to our final episode of season two. <laughs> oh God, this is the end. It's been it's been a great season though. My it's goodness, it's been an amazing season, guys. Thanks for rocking with us. So right. this episode is entitled "Tackling Knowing Your Rights." And just a quick disclaimer: this episode may get a little sensitive, interview-wise. So just letting you guys know. It's great information. But great information. If you don't yeah. get anything else, there will be some great information. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, ladies, what have we been up to? What have we been up to? What have y'all been up to? It's Easter weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been here. It's been a great week for me. I've been on vacation, so I'm going back to work tomorrow. Oh, yeah. How exciting. So, your vacation, girl. My vacation was amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm not ready to go back to work though. Yeah. I feel you for me. I don't wanna go. I just before we actually you guys actually called, I was like taking a nap. And before I took a nap, I'm like, oh, I need to set my alarm clock for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm thinking about maybe just taking another day. No. Boy. I don't know. You should to like recuperate being back in like this shitty country. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Right, yeah. Or that could be a real vacation day. Like, Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about that because I really, I I had so much fun, had so much peace that I didn't want to come back. Yeah, Yeah, don't let anything disrupt that peace, please. I'm not, I'm just going to go home. Even if it's at work, I'm just going to leave. Do it. (laughs) Do it. I was like thinking about y'all the other last episode. You're like, what did I do last birthday? I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I didn't celebrate my birthday on my birthday, but I got to figure out how I'm going to celebrate my birthday two months later. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to celebrate my birthday when school ends in 46 days. <laughs> so I'm sure you're going to plan something great. You'll be okay. FYI, we're going to have a whole other birthday. And I'm going to write that it's my birthday. And you guys need to wish me happy birthday, okay? You sure as hell are not getting a happy birthday for me. I'm going to just right now. I am not doing this with you. I'm I promise. I'm going to change my birthday. We've already been there. I am not doing this with you. I promise. You know the amount of birthdays I got to remember? I'm so jealous of each other's things. I'm like, oh, you bitch. I need a pop. You really need it. For real. It wasn't my <laughs> vacation. <laughs> it was. Me on my birthday. I've always turned. This year I want to be humble. Fuck being humble. Shit. <laughs> All because you saw Shalita <laughs> update post from her. Yep, I was like, this bitch out here living her best life. Shit. Absolutely. <laughs> when you turn 30, you can it's do whatever you want and live your best life and do birthday. how you want. And I'm just like, oh, hell no. You, Nick, you ain't waiting until 28. We just got to celebrate it two months later. I'm joking. You go ahead and do oh, that. Right Should have did it right the first time. You didn't have to worry about I anything know. else. You don't get a do-over. We're exactly. Not do this. Because if that's the case, you might as well have your birthday every year after April 16th. 
<laughs> I'm the author of my life. Okay? You gotta do it right the first time. No, it's all right. 28 is coming. So, yeah, mm. yeah the, the year is going to be over for you know. We're already at the end of April. Guys, no, for real. The year is almost over. I was literally just saying that to myself the other day. I can't believe it. Like, I only have 45 more days to my end of school. And I'm like, mm. yeah, can't fucking wait. Why am I cussing so much today, viewers? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah. <laughs> It was a long weekend. Well, for me, at least. I said, okay, let let us live, listeners. Let us live. <laughs> and live the rest. Okie dokie. But it's been a great one. And it's been a great season as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has been. Um, We've had some great interviews. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of good feedback from people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, the topics? Yes. Guys. So make sure that you guys let us know what topics you want to hear next. Do mm-hmm. you guys have anybody for us to interview that you want to hear more about, more from? Mm-hmm. We don't mind signing their inbox and asking them for an interview. We really don't. We don't. Mm-hmm. We have a whole like thing. So don't even worry about us. Absolutely. And if you want to be interviewed or you have a subject to talk about, um, please let us know a subject that you would like to talk about or if you have a brand or a business. You can't just give us your name and say you want to be on the show. We need to know what, you, what yeah. you're going to bring to the show. If you're going to have followers that you're going to bring that you want to your followers to support you, you know, let us know. But don't just think that we're going to interview on emptiness. Yeah, we're running a professional organization. We have gotten a lot of, like, just shady ass. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I cannot. <laughs> I want to be on the podcast. Okay, what are you rolling in my head? Rolling in my head. Nothing. I wish y'all could just see my eyes rolling. Yeah, so this is a professional organization, guys. We do love you guys, but come on. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. All right, everyone. Welcome back to our episode 10 tackling knowing your rights and we have my dear friend vanessa harden who is an attorney here with us hi v hey guys hey welcome how are you you. i'm great thank you for having me i'm super excited thank you for coming yes (laughs) we're excited for you to just be here with us i know um this episode is like one of our prime and most important episodes because it touches on a lot of a lot of sensitive stuff and like things that are happening with us minorities Mm -hmm. especially our minority men these days Mm -hmm. so alrighty so let's just jump right in so V how long have you been in you know the field of law and what kind of inspired you to get in there so I have been in the field for four years And honestly, um, what inspired me is that I grew up in a very small town in Tennessee and I had a really idyllic childhood and I did and I thought that that was the norm. And until I got in the real world and kind of started interacting with people that look like me, but didn't live like me, that I felt a calling um, to not just sit back and rest in the fact of my parents did it right, but to really get out in the community and to give people a voice. Yeah. Um, Because so many children that look like me, they just, they don't have a fighting chance. Mm -hmm. Girl. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And I mean, just with everything going on right now, I mean, guys, I'm sure you listen to the news, listeners, you see our black men dying every day from cops Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. 
things being so unjust. Sophie, what do you make mm-hmm. of like the legal atmosphere right now with our minority men? Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Um, so I'll say that I grew up in the South and the biggest issue I saw was that you had people that did not look like the community policing that community. And yeah. so they did not have a respect or understanding um, or even a willingness to understand how people that look different, like different than them would operate. Um, and I realized that there would be so many people I went to high school in Strawberry Plains, Tennessee. We passed farms and KKK flags on the way to school. And they never saw black people except what they would see on Fox News and and pose us as just, you know, less than human. Uh And so I think that when they interacted with us on the criminal justice side, that's how they treated us. They treated this like this is a rabid dog I have to shoot down and not a person that I need to figure out what's going on and try to mitigate um, the situation in the best, in the, in the least violent way possible. Um, I think in Tennessee, they wanted that black people to be on the court playing sports, but that's really about it. And mm-hmm. um, that you had people who weren't from the community were in charge of policing the community and a lack of trust on our side was just a recipe for all sorts of kind of violence and catastrophes and, and too many unwarranted deaths. Oh, wow. So would you say that you personally have experienced racism, like growing up or just going to school? You mentioned um, the whole KKK thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that what we, what I realized was that they had acceptable blacks and then they had the blacks that they didn't deem as acceptable. And I was privileged in the fact that I was in a two parent household. Uh-huh. My dad wasn't, my dad was a preacher and so he was well known in the community. And so I was able to, to be afforded certain rights that like I come from a big family that my cousins that weren't in my home they were treated differently and so I think that I will say I think I probably was in sixth grade before I even realized I was black um and I think that's kind of how my parents kept me insulated and race was not discussed Mm -hmm. um and it really was when I got to sixth grade that I started to notice that my teachers were t- talking to me about technical school or talking to me about um, going to cosmetology, none of neither of which are bad tracks, but they're talking to my counterparts as, well, you're going to go to law school. You're going to go to medical school. And I mm-hmm. questioned it and said, Oh, oh wow. well, why? Like, well, what about like, so why am I not being pushed in these advanced classes? Why am I being shuffled to go be a hairdresser again? I wouldn't make it without a hairdresser. I need to go to one now. But why? Like why? Like why was that world not open to me? Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it was subtle. It's subtle. It, it's subtle racism. I think it's like death by a thousand cuts in some places. Mm-hmm. It's subtle racism um, from the acceptable blacks, and then from the ones that they feel totally uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. They just they're just written off, unfortunately. Wow, mm-hmm. that is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's life in the American South. <laughs> Girl. I mean, I keep telling people, yo, like, I know I've had a conversation with one of my cousins before, and she listened to this podcast, so I won't say your name or anything, but she, <laughs> she'd be like, oh, I've never hey, experienced her. <laughs> She's a really big fan, so, you know, she'll know. Um, she, she told me, like, you know, hey, you know, I've never experienced racism before, and I don't even know what it's like and so I'm like honey you have there's subtle and indirect yep. racism and you need yeah. to be woke like you need yep. to be yeah. woke it mm-hmm. happens it happens more so that way for me than the any other way mm-hmm. 
Like, people yeah. yeah. aren't very yeah. bold to do it, but they'll do it in slight ways to where they think I'm not mm-hmm. paying attention or that yep. I don't notice it. And yeah. I have to kind of look up, like, okay, let me make eye contact with you so you mm-hmm. know that mm-hmm. I see you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And that, that's exactly. so that's so crazy though. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of people miss it. And I I was I'm I'm a witness to a lot of men, black men missing it though. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. More than more than women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because we don't miss much. Mm-mm. We don't miss no. much because because we don't trust that much in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's subtle, like in the question. So like I when I meet people, particularly my lesser melanated colleagues, it's like. It's not, do you have children? It's how many children do you have? Mm-hmm. Little things like that. And I'm yep. like, yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the stigma, the stigma. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. It's always yeah. there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, I mean, since we're on the subject and everything, and we brought up the whole cop situation, is there any right way to react when we're getting pulled over by a cop? I think <laughs> I think this this is just something we need to just, Nip it in the bud. <laughs> it's a it's a struggle for me to answer that question mm-hmm. because every tip that I give, a black man has done and has died, mm-hmm. and so it's it, so it's a struggle to even be like, oh, this is how you do it because we we've seen it happen with Philando Castile with I mean the the names the names go on and on, but whenever I advise um, my clients whenever they have criminal exposure, um, mo- so, so for women I say that you do have to pull over once, you know, the cop is behind you and he's flashing his lights. But if you're like on a dark highway, I always say, do not pull over in a place that's going to make you feel unsafe. And so I say, you can slow down, you can put on your hazards to notify the officer that I see you, but drive a little further until you get to like, um, a CVS or, or some parking lot where there, where there's, there's some illumination. And, um, yeah. And you can even, I would always say that wherever, and it's harder if you're traveling, but in this area, have the non-emergency number keyed into your phone and you can call the non-emergency number and say, Hey, I'm on this street in this street and I have an officer following me and they could, and they really can, and they can tune into dispatch and say, yeah, that, that, that is legit officer who has a right to be there. And wow. I mean, it's things that is things that you don't really know. They don't tell you, but as a woman, you want to know, because if you're yeah. in a car by yourself wow. on Indian head where there, where there's mm-hmm. no lights and you pull over, like you're at their mercy and I don't like that feeling. And so yeah. I would say that you definitely can show respect, put your hazard lights on, slow down. There's ways that you can physically signify that I see you and I'm, and I'm willing to turn over. I'm willing to pull over. And you can even let the dispatch know that I'm, I'm at this corner. I'm in this color car. You know, um, I know my license plate number by heart and say that I'm willing to yield to this, but I want to get to the Walgreens, I want to get to the CVS, and they should not saying they always do, but they should, you know, relay that to the officer and say that suspect is going to go up to the block of this and then pull over. Um, and I would always say that keep your hands on the wheel, especially at, at nighttime. They're going to probably put the flashlight in the car. Um, be calm, um, even though it is a very frustrating situation. Yeah. Um, if you need to go in your glove compartment. I would just always announce the movement before I do it and say, my license is in my glove compartment or, 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 or I'm going to move from my purse and get my wallet now. Um, and be, be very, be very slow and strategic about grabbing those things. And that doesn't always work. And that has not always shown to work, um, mm-hmm. but that's the best advice that I give. Um, and also there's a line between being rude and being direct. 
So I'm not going to have a long conversation with you. If you can write me a ticket, you can write me a ticket. Like we don't like we don't need to do the the, the pleasantries. We give you very short, very direct answers. You do have the right to record them. That is your right. And um, if they tell you they, they don't have the right to tell you no. Um, and so if if he's doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable, I always say, you know, officer, what's your badge number? And sometimes you can see it on their little, you know, and, and make a note of that. Um, and just I guess it all comes down to just do whatever you got to do to get out there alive. And it's sad that that's where we are. Yeah, um, because the, cause the police are policing the police. And so there's no one protecting yeah. us. Um, but my biggest piece, so it's, scary. it's very scary. And yeah. And so it was hard. And I even talked to a cop. Um, and when I was when I was doing this and they were like, yeah, well, that's a surefire way, you know, for, for it to be a smooth interaction. And I was like, you know, surefire way when you're interacting with police. I um, know. But yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Vanessa, you just blew me away with so like you blew me away. So first of all, the non-emergency number. Is that like what? What is that? That's not nine one one. No, okay. So every so every county has a non emergency number, um, and you can literally just go on the police website and just say like like I live in Charles County, so Charles County non emergency number, and that literally that's that's the number that's going to be staffed um, twenty four hours a day. They have a um, a direct line to dispatch, and so you can call and say, Hey, I got pulled over um, three o'clock in the morning. Um, I was speeding, so I mean that's me. But I was going down a dark street. I called dispatch. I said, "Hey, I'm in a white Honda Accord, Florida tags. There's an officer behind me. I am going to go up two miles to the CVS, and then I'm going to pull over." And she dispatched it to the officer and said, "And actually, I told her, I was like, would you mind staying on the phone with me? I got a good one. Um, and 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 hopefully it would always be like that. But I always because you could call and they could be like, well, there's no officer on duty." On that, sh- ah. um, and yeah, and so I would say definitely um, call the non-emergency number if you're not going to pull over right away to just let them know that I see the officer and I'm going to pull over, but I am pulling over on this two-lane highway at and when it's dark and there's no other cars out, I'm just not going to do that. And as a woman, like, why? Why would you? Wow. Right. And I'm I want so everybody glad you said right that. now. Wow. Whatever you're doing as you're listening mm-hmm. to this podcast, I need you to go right now and go look up the non-emergency mm-hmm. number wherever you live mm-hmm. at, wherever you wherever you're mm-hmm. you drive. I need you to go right now wherever you are and look that up and save it in your phone. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Please do, please do. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what about like what are our rights if we get unjustly arrested or scrutinized by a cop? Um, you know, there, there aren't any, I, and I, I, and I tried to find a $50 legal word to make it sound better, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, I mean, um, there you, we have very limited legal recourse when an officer detains us because the level that they need to detain us is so low. So they just need reasonable suspicion that a crim- that a criminal activity is afoot. And for anyone who didn't go to law school, they're like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, but basically it's just like, they have to have a suspicion. So let's say that like that we're, that I'm walking downtown and officer hears on the radio, well, there's a robbery that occurred in this vicinity, black woman. That's all he really needs to stop me. Now he needs more to arrest me, but that's all he needs is just a reasonable suspicion for him, for him to stop me. Um, so if you have, I mean, if you, you know, if you have an attorney that, you know, that, that really, um, what's the word I'm looking for once they arrest you 
um, and, and, and come to find out that they did not have probable cause to arrest you, that's when kind of you have more legal remedies. But in terms of them just like stopping you and, and, and you know that they're stopping you for, for a bunch of bull, there's, we really don't have like a lot of legal recourses because again, the police police the police. So yeah. when you can't call the station and say, Hey, I was unjustly stopped by officer such and such because they're going to close ranks and come up with some articulable reason as to why they, why they stopped you. And no one's really going to question that, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I, and I Man. forgot about this. I did say that. So when you are pulled over, you don't have like, and you don't have to allow a cop to search your car. That's not something that they have the legal right to do. And so I say anytime a police officer asks, can I search anything? The answer is no. And absolutely not. Because I don't trust them. Come, come, come holler at me with a warrant and then you can search whatever you, whatever's in the warrant. But absent that, I'm not letting you search my car. Oh, wow. So they don't yeah. have a right to do that. No, they don't they're have a right so to intimidating. And then they make us feel like, you know, they could just do whatever mm-hmm. they want. No. Yeah. It's, it's kind of no, like it's never really don't. an option. I never really see it as an option. Yeah. yeah. Every time I see it happening. And, and, and that's how and, and, and that and that's how they um that's how they get around it. But yeah, they they, they you need a, there's. There are exceptions to the warrant requirement um, that they use, but absent, you know, like you being arrested, um, if they're just pulling you over and like they, you know, they don't have a right to search your car and they don't have a right to search to search anything. They have a right to make sure that you're that you have the legal authority to drive that car and for you to prove who is the owner of that car um, by, you know, pulling out your license or insurance and your registration. But mm-hmm. outside of that, they don't they don't you, you don't have to consent to anything else. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Whew. Heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. It's a lot. We are dealing with heavy stuff here. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's what's the most lot. emotionally dire case you've ever worked on? Um, I, I would say um sexual abuse cases are never easy because they're never the molester in the bushes is always someone that has access and has gained trust of the parents. Um, I had a case where the young girl was sick and her dad was molesting her. And to hear her Aww. detail what he was doing and, and how often he was doing it and how she just thought that, you know, oh, he just was applying medicine on me. And I think Aww. to hear her talk about that, I, I, and I told Kim, I was like, I think law school, like you turn in your emotions on the first day at law school. But that was one where it, it messes with you because you like as parents, you are the ones that shield, that protect, that provide. And to have a dad to violate that trust so early. Yeah, um, that that case still it's, it's like I, I still keep up with the little girl. I, I still, you know, send her birthday presents because that's just I can only imagine how her world was just shattered because she thought it was normal until someone else came in there and told her, no, this isn't normal. Um, and to be it, to be six and, um, because it's just, it's unfathomable what she had to go through. That shit like changes you though. Don't you think like as a, Oh yeah. Just mm-hmm. someone dealing with yeah. this, it just changes mentally, you that's, mentally. That's, mm-hmm. That yep. is too much on anybody, but a, a child, mm-hmm. a child. Yep. Yep. And to have a mom that, like mom sided with the dad and was uh, like he's not yeah he was like that mm. you know if um if anything like you know she she wanted it and I was like she's six like what are you talking about like mm. she's like six year olds don't want anything but I mean a lollipop so yeah that um sex abuse cases are the are the ones that, that keep you up at night they really do 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are there any resources or items that women commuting alone should know or have? Hmm. Besides um, the non-emergency number. That yeah, besides those. <laughs> heard about. Um, I, 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 and I'm guilty of this. Like, I feel like whenever you're, um, like, walking to your car or walking somewhere, do get off the phone. Get off the phone because you, you are distracted. Um, I always say have your keys in your hand because you don't ever want to be getting to your car and fumbling in your purse to try to find your keys. Very true. Um, so I would say keep mm-hmm. your keep your keys in hand. Most most car you know most cars they have like the um, the little the alarm button. And so I say that if you're walking like in a dark parking lot or somewhere and you feel just uncomfortable, hit your panic button um, on your car. And I mean, you just want something that's going to cause some noise, cause a distraction. Um, always be aware of your surroundings. Um, like I said, I'm from the South, so I'm overly friendly to, by default. And I realized when I got up here, uh-uh, it like, doesn't I'm work that very, way. I'm gonna, oh, I'm yeah. Be very, very offstanding. Mm-hmm. And don't come up to me because yeah, I don't, no. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know where you're coming from. And so whenever I leave, even like when I leave work, I kind of stop kind of look around and do a quick survey of, 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 I see you over there. I see you over there. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to be on the phone. I'm not going to be, you know, looking at texting or anything, or even like listening to music because I need to know who is around me at all times. Um, big thing. If you about to get on an elevator and you see just a man in there, you can go on. I'll take the next one. Mm-hmm. And if you get offended, you probably a predator. Um, because you, you just have to be, have to be super, super, you know, diligent, but I say, make sure that you're not distracted. Um, do not unlock your car until you get right up on it, because sometimes people don't unlock it and um, people, you know, get sliding in your back seat. Um, and so I say be aware, have your keys in your hand and do not be distracted um, about when your surroundings because you need to know who might you need to make sure no one's walking up behind you um, and, you know, kind of t- catching you off, um, catching you off guard. Guys, I hope you're taking notes because let me tell you, this woman is preaching tonight. <laughs> you better. Be yes. Oh my god. You better already have you better already have that number to the non-emergency. Yes, Please that have so that number. Before the yeah. before we end this podcast, you better already have mm-hmm. it, looked it up, saved it. That is the biggest thing that anybody can have and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't even know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there I mean and we pay taxes. Our taxes pay their salary. So at the very minimum, they should they should be at our Absolutely. Very true. In areas of safety. I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of other people use this number. So very everybody true. Should. Oh, of course. Uh, okay. Of course. So everybody should be able to use it. So very yeah. true. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. true. So how do we react as minorities against racial profiling? Um, that is a very good question. Um, I say that I always. I always try to understand that racial profiling discrimination quite often comes from ignorance and the lack of education. That if you have never observed anyone that thinks and acts and looks differently than you, then you're just being filtered what you see on TV. And so I really try to um, not demonize them, but understand where they're coming from, but give that polite correction. Um, I know when I was fresh out of law school and I would, you know, be, be, be coming into meetings and becoming into court that people always assume that I was like a client or like a client's parent or a client's, you know, co- girlfriend. And I would, I would say, well, no, I'm actually the attorney representing such and such, such and such. Mm-hmm. And it would be the, ah. <gasps> You're what? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I would be the humor. I'd be like, well, yeah, black people can be lawyers too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes I think that 
I I've tried I've tried to counter it with humor and um, understand that in certain subdivisions in certain states they don't they they, they don't see black people in any positions of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really I definitely try to not be combative, but just educate and say, well, yeah, like we're not all what you see on Fox News, and we're not all yeah. what you see on. You know, and don't be wrong. I love Cardi B, but we're not all what you see on a Cardi B video. Like, now I can be that if you know if the if the moment calls for right. it. But professionally, you know, I'm a I'm a turn on my Michelle Obama stance, and so right. I think that um, understanding that a lot of times it's not, not personal. They don't they you don't you don't know better, so they can't do better. And educating them very politely. Black women have perfected that. I'm gonna get you together real quick. With a smile on my face, and le- and let you know that yeah, we can be professional as well. We don't all out. We, we're not all out here having children by by different men that we can't take care of. We're not all living off the government. There's some of us that really are taking care of our shit. So hi, Absolutely. nice to meet you. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy, man. Like people get ro- racially profiled at mm-hmm. even at work, just anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yeah. Like. As long as you're black, you're either like you don't have a career career. You're like answering telephones or like mm-hmm. they don't, you know, it's, yeah. ugh, oh, my gosh. Crazy, crazy. You think everybody's the secretary. Yeah, they do. I've they done do. that so assistant. many times at work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. how many times mm-hmm. a week do I say this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not your personal assistant. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I'm, there's nothing, anything about me that says that I'm your personal assistant. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. All right. So what about someone accepting a job in the government or civilian sector or... What advice would you have for them as to just, I guess, I don't know, just any, anything. Two things. Stop apologizing and know your worth. And I think that those are lessons Damn. that I had to learn. You Have you ever seen a white man apologize for anything mm. in, 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 their, in their career? So no. I'm not, so I'm not apologizing. So starting as simple as like, I stopped answering emails at five o'clock on Friday. So if you email me at 501, you're going to get a response Monday at eight. And I'm not going to start my response where I'm sorry for the delay. No, I'm not because respect my boundaries. And so I say, stop apologizing and know your worth. When yes. um, I yes, with us, like, our salaries are, our salaries are. So I look at what my counterparts are making and I look at what the expectations of their job are. So in my year review, okay, well, he's making this and he's doing this work. So why am I making this and I'm doing the same work? So if you want me to take on these 10 cases, I need to be compensated in accordance with the expectations. Yes. And if you can't do that, I know my worth. Yes, so I say yes. stop apologizing. Amen. Know your worth. Um, as women, we are so valuable in the workplace. Like we just really are. Mm-hmm. And I think that we cut ourselves short, especially black women, because we, do. we don't want to yes. be... We don't want to be too forceful because then we're angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, too aggressive. And, and aggressive. You don't be too aggressive. Yeah. And it's hard. It's a very it's a very hard balance. Um, but I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not I know my work. I know my I know my work ethic. So you're gonna get my best, but you're gonna have to compensate me and treat me with the same respect that you're treating Becky because they do less they do they do more crying than working sometimes and they and they still get the benefits most of the so. times yes yeah crazy yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no 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 your worth and have some people in your corner that are like uh-uh because I tell all my friends you want 10% ask for 15 and they might give you somewhere in the middle but don't go in there being like oh well whatever 
whatever, whatever you want to give me, you, you set, you set your value. I've noticed that a lot of people mm-hmm. fail to realize that you can negotiate your salary, especially in mm-hmm. the private sector. Oh, you yeah. can. That's your right to say, mm-hmm. you That's know, is, right. is my salary negotiable? Da, 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 da. Don't be scared. Don't feel like they're going to mm-hmm. revoke it. That's your right. And I think that's very important that you mentioned that. Very important. Mm -hmm. So as we come to a conclusion, I just want to like ask if there are any resources that you can share with us or anything for um, just people who are non-citizens. Because it feels like ICE just comes for anyone who's not a citizen these days, whether they're Mm -hmm. a green card or anything. They can be legal, but if you're not a citizen, you're done for. So just for our immigrants out there, are there any resources that you have just in case like Homeland Security or ICE comes and tries Mm -hmm. to try something? Mm -hmm. Um, I will say I will always look up um, your local ACLU chapter. They have immigration attorneys um, that work full time. And they also have ones that are that do pro bono work. Um, A lot of them have helplines. It's different based upon your jurisdiction, but they will have um, on-call attorneys that are able to answer your questions. ICE agency is treacherous and you, and you definitely need to know, need to know your rights. So I would say, yeah, definitely look up your local ACLU chapter. That's the Americans for civil, for civil liberty union. Um, They're a great resource, even for people in the LGBT community who are still facing, you know, um, discrimination on the job. Look up your ACLU chapter um, because they're the ones that are fighting in court um, on on a lot of the behalf of people who are disenfranchised, and they will either a- answer the questions for you or direct you to a local for non for profit agency that can help you with immigration issues. Oh, especially wow. especially in this area, um, because they are making it difficult for even for people who are not from this country to get health care for their children, y'all. Like they're making it difficult for you to get your baby to the doctor. It's it's just it's wow. it's insanity for this to be such a Christian nation, right? It's just insanity to me. Um, so yeah, look up look up your ACLU chapter um, and make sure that they can they can get you to the right resources and actually let you know that there are certain constitutional rights given to you even if you're not a citizen, and they can advise you of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always wondered though. I'm completely off to- off off topic. Um, is there, I mean, it's not like everyone can afford it, but is there like any app or anything on hand where if someone ends up in an emergency situation and they needed a lawyer really quick, they could just like dial or something? I don't know. I know like that they are like personal injury. Um, it's mostly personal injury lawyers that, that like you call like right after an accident. Um, but in terms of like, like people that can kind of help you in the middle of like when ICE is detaining you. I, that's not something that I'm aware of. It would be great, but that's not yeah. something that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, that, but I, but I do, but I do believe, I do believe that, cause I know in this local area, we do have some, um, some after hour, like ACLU attorneys, mm-hmm. but I don't, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's an app. It's probably just, they have a number on their website. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, so there are, the ACLU website is definitely something everyone mm-hmm. should just, mm-hmm. it, Yes, it's a great starting place. It's a great starting place. Um, I would say for for LGBT um, communities that still face discrimination, and definitely for our immigrants because girl, it's just it's all you can say. Yeah, all you can do is shake your hand. That's all you can do. Mm -hmm. 
But Kim, that sounds like a great idea, though. It that sounds does. like an, a business mm-hmm. idea of mm-hmm. an app. It does. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm, my Dr. Evil face. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. That's a good idea, though. It well, mm-hmm. Vanessa, thank you so much. Oh, my goodness, friend. Thank you for coming on. I love you for I this. Loved you it. really I like loved enlightened it. us. Let me tell you. I'm yes. glad. I'm glad. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it. I, lo- I love talking about this stuff because people, you know, like empowerment. Empower. I feel like women empower other women, and that's how we make it. Very true. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the sip? What's the sip? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Don't hold nothing back. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to tell us what you're sipping on. What are y'all sipping on, y'all? So yeah, I'm sipping on <laughs> Beachella. Girl. Yes, they gave me life. <laughs> and homecoming, y'all. I I'm just like, oh my goodness, I am just floored. She is just a beast. Like, oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Like, I sat there, I'm like, I gotta go to work. But, <laughs> Like and he retired, like I'm half sleep, like watching So you watched it the, the night it came out? Yes. Of course I did. Of course I did. Girl. I wait till I got back. As and soon I've as it, it came out on, the, the audio came out on iTunes, I was like listen down. ITunes, all of my money is going to anybody right now. me. So I'm sipping on how amazing and awesome she is representing African American woman, and also just um, making an effort to um, put our culture out there. You know, she's very intentional about showcasing our culture, and especially Black women. Like, I just love it. I just <clears> love <throat> it. Like, imagine if every Black woman tapped into their 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 fierceness as much as she does, and she all ultimately and always absolutely to her next thing like she has to outdoor herself and i saw mom mm-hmm. B- mentioned that i follow bb judy the real bb judy on instagram she's like you know i wake up every day with the intention of how i'm going to top the day after that and every morning you wake up you have an opportunity to you don't bring your past into it just go into the future with thinking how your next day could be better than your last so yeah I, and she constantly does that like she constantly reinvents things like who the hell would think this lady would make the whole netflix who thought of this? Like, who thought of it? So that's what I'm sipping on. I also oh, want to shout her out because apparently oh, she's like um, releasing lemonade on every platform. Like, I started song, and I had it on my phone at one point, and I deleted it. So I can't, I can't, um, I can't listen to but on YouTube now. So, yeah. Girl, I got it everywhere. And she apparently had a three deal, a three part deal with Netflix. So we will be getting two other things from her on Netflix. Are you serious? A three part deal? Yep. Wow. So that's what I was going to be sipping on, too, Unique. That and, you know, the deal that she has. She's just a money making boss. And that's what I'm thinking. Like the other day, it's crazy. Like this, we still sipping, but it's like as she did it, I was like, "Damn, you need how can you learn from this? Because this is this is not only for entertainment. This is inspiration." And I was just going through different things, and I'm just like, 
We were yeah. that we were made to be bosses, okay? We were not made to be broken. Mm-hmm. In my broke stages right now, I'm like, fuck, like unique, you can't be this, okay? You mm-hmm. work so you have to and do- she she adds the quotes in there kind of like in case you missed it let me give you this gem on a quote yeah. let me mm-hmm. give you this word right quick or if if it wasn't a word or quote it was her saying something but they kind of like dimmed on her voice mm. to make it make sure that you were listening to what she was saying like genius 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 yes ma'am mm-hmm. all right so what do we have for black business so for black business, since I have so many friends in um, Memphis, Tennessee, I have two black businesses, one called the T-Shirt Lab, and on Instagram, it's T-E-E Shirt Lab, and they are based out of Memphis, Tennessee, and they are a Memphis-based screen printing and embroidery company, quality and products and great customer service so they will literally do hats shirts tees polos um any type of onboarding or brand that you have of labeling this is so cute because they literally have on instagram you can see all of their things and their logos and some of them looks like it says five dollar custom t-shirt one color one location 30 minutes the t-shirt will be ready oh wow that's super dope nice so that's really dope as well yeah i like that and it looks like they come in like if he has different um, minimums of what you can buy and everything. So and the turnaround is three to five business days. If you want to order like a bunch of T-shirts for you and your family, you're having a birthday party. It doesn't even matter. And also I came across figure to eight figure eight curve. It's uh, clothing for plus size ladies. They have everything from sunglasses to pants to jeans to shirts to sundresses um it's about to get hot so there's a a lot of cute sundresses that you guys can go look at mm-hmm. as well as bathing suits so don't forget to check out figure eight the number eight curve on instagram check in the website is figure eight curve.com okay noise and what actually drew me to it and i saved this picture um the shirt says i got my feelings i got out of my feelings and got in my bag Mm. I love that. So I'm just going to go ahead and post that on my page right now because that's super cute. (laughs) Post it. Mm. But that's it for me for the Black Business Corner. Nice. I think they are based out of Memphis as well. I love my Memphis people. Yes. Go check them out, guys. Well, we've come to the end. This is it. This Our is final episode. episode. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for listening all season long. Thank you for being loyal. Yes. Oh, goodness. We love and we appreciate thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. You guys have been great. Don't forget to still email us if you guys want to say anything. If you guys want to send us any emails, yes. Hot chocolate combos at gmail.com on Instagram at HCC Pod. We will respond regardless of where you send it. Just go ahead and send it to us and let us know. Yes, we are here, guys. Thank you so much for an amazing season. And we love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.